15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change and withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender first commonwealth bank member fdic what if you could be a superhero dave here from dc on screen if you love this show and you want to see it continue and thrive please be sure to visit itunes or stitcher and leave us a five-star written review the process is faster than a speeding bullet you don't even have to wear tights or a cape I mean, you can, if you're into that kind of thing. No judgment. What's important is that you tell the world what you like about the show and why you think they should be listening too. It really does go a long way in helping our show grow and expand, pushing us into more people's eye and ear holes. That was a weird way to put that. By the way, leaving a five-star written review gets you entered into a drawing to win a free DC trade paperback DVD or Blu-ray valued at $15 or less. One in ten will win and will be chosen through a true number generator on random.org. Think of it as our version of that antiquated sexist moment where the superhero saves the girl and she gives him a little jaw sugar. <laughs> All right, begging is over. Time for a brand new episode of DC On Screen. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 323. This is our weekly DC TV news, so beware of spoilers if it has been released. We might just say something and spoil it for you. I'm David C. Robertson, and I desperately, desperately want to open my new 7-inch NECA Arkham City Harley Quinn action figure. She comes with extra hands, a baseball bat, two machine guns. She's pretty dope, man. This is my co-host Jason Goss. That's a, that's a thing you got? That's like a thing I got. That's a, that's a fine thing. What about your thing? You've been putting together a thing. Oh, I have a garage now with a pool table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the thing I was talking about, the pool table inside yeah. of the garage. Now, over, over it the sounds last, pretty sweet. Over the last few weeks, I've I've learned how to do many things. Uh, move a slate pool table, reconfigure a slate pool table, not mm-hmm. die while actually trying to level a slate pool table, which I, I, I could feel every muscle in my back and buttocks for like a week after I tried to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, um, rewire a garage. This is, it's been a very learnful week, (laughs) but so help me. Yeah. It's dark right now. And if I wanted to, I could go out to my garage and play pool. I haven't seen this thing yet. Oh, it's glorious. I've seen the garage. I've seen the garage many a time, Yeah, but but I've never seen it with power. No, the, the, no, it's never had power at all. At all. When I showed up, the garage was an actual garage. Like they they had an extra line run out to it from the uh, street. I had to I had to cancel mm. the second subscription to service, um, and have them cut down this dangerously low line that I could like jump up and tap with my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it worried me on every on every level. Um, so yeah, it's just been uh, my garage heretofore has just been this giant box with mm-hmm. stuff in it, and then uh, we got all the stuff and took it out of it and put a pool table in, put some lights in. No. I'm very happy now. You know, does I guess 
Barry. At some point, at some point, your friend Michael brought in a whole bunch of furniture because he was moving and he didn't have room for everything. And oh, yeah, it actually, if you had had power, it would have been phenomenal because it had like a couch and like a chair or something. Oh, there was a moment was out really there cool where it was stuff. like a couch, chair, all this other stuff. I, I just, um, it did not have power and did not have any kind of um, insulation at all. So, and now uh, with the pool table, kind of wish there was a there was a couch and some chairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we've got a little table, some chairs. Yeah. Dartboard. Yeah. Well lit. Anyway, all my beloved cues hanging on the wall. <laughs> Yeah. Now, see, the difference between us is you would have pool cues. I would have, like, cues from Star Trek The Next, <laughs> Next Generation lined up on the wall. Nope. <laughs> like action figures. I, uh... Anyway. Hmm. Not that they would disgrace this space, but, um, I want I want to be able to hit... I guess, I, I mean, I, I'm sure I could hit things with Q. Sure. But not with the accuracy that I currently do. <laughs> All right. I'm going to move into news. Do it! Supergirl's up first, guys. Uh, Peter Gadiot, I guess is how you say that name, talked about his recent appearance as Mr. Mixie Spitalik. Mixie Spitalik. Just say it four different ways and see which you know one what? gets closer. I don't feel bad, because they actually did. The producers I saw talked about this. They decided they, they admitted they couldn't decide how to say it. Mm-hmm. Mixie Spitalik, though, is how I'll pronounce it. Oh, uh, Supergirl, saying that, quote, I had it pointed out to me that only a few men in history have worn the Superman suit. And then someone else pointed out that I was probably the first person to have worn the Super Mixie suit, which has an M emblazoned on it. It's great to be even a small part of this universe. Talking about his search for Kara's heart and the look for his character, he said, I think they did an interesting take, and that they kept the essence of the character true to the origin, but they made him more relatable and updated. They wanted to make it make it a legitimate possibility that Kara could actually agree to be with him. I, I don't want that. That's fine. <laughs> I'll watch it. I'll watch it, and I'll be like, all it's right. It's only going to be an episode. It'll be here and gone. You'll have mixed blood with the And he can, he can look however he likes. Yeah. So whatever. And he's but right. To me, he, he will be the only representation, I think, the world has ever known of the super suit with M simple. Mm-hmm, probably. Uh, so in an upcoming episode of Supergirl, Cinema Blend is reporting that Kara will need to run a piece so badly that she will agree to get Snapper Car an interview with Supergirl. The piece Kara wants to run will co- reportedly be key to helping shut down one of Cadmus's efforts. Um, I don't, you know, that sounds okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it the thing it will nicely set up is like, Somebody like Snapper Carr does not seem like the kind of person who's going to be fooled by, you know, Kara with no glasses. Like, mm-hmm. we've established a couple of episodes ago that Kara with no glasses is not a problem for even, you know, Maggie. Mm-hmm. Not an investigative reporter. We, yeah. This this could be a really fun thing that happens. I'm not sure how they're going to get out of it, and I'm sure they're going to make it out of it somehow, but it could be well, a really fun thing. I mean, I feel like Snapper... Has has had ample opportunity to figure out that Kara is Supergirl. As last season, Cat had giant pictures blown up of Supergirl like all over the place. Yeah. So sure, and, there's been plenty of Supergirl pictures. You know, when when Cat finally calls her out on it, she has to resort to you know Martian Manhunter tactics to oh figure yeah out of it. That's one of my favorite things too from the comics is like <laughs> Perry White figures it out. And he's like, I knew it. And then, like, he's talking to the Superman. I knew it. Ha, 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 ha. And, then, like, here comes Clark walking up. Hey, Mr. White. What did you know? What's happening? What's going on? What? Damn yeah, it. it's a fine it's a fine thing. But Thanks, I, John. But they can't use it again. So, 
<laughs> I mean, I guess they can. But and if they do, I I have to I have to go ahead and ask the show to to nod to the fact that John's going to at some point ask how many times I'm going to have to do this for you people. Mhm. And then oh, maybe I mean, I w- maybe suggest that he had to do it for Clark once too. I would love to see Tyler Hecklin come back and do that. Just and do it for like do it for Kara or whatever or do it for Clark whereas like Martian Manhunter doing that like Perry's like I knew it ah and then like do it like a couple seasons later pull it in where it's uh basically the same bit where it's like we've got Superman and we've got Clark together and someone's like but Kara is definitely Supergirl and then like have Miss Martian come in as Supergirl be like hey how you doing <laughs> I don't know there's Never mind. there's plenty of space. <laughs> <laughs> so much space, but it is uh, it is set up for a nice little intervention almost. Uh, Snapper Car, it doesn't seem like he's going to take any shit over the subject. Mm-hmm. So Terry Hatcher, we've already reported she's going to be on Supergirl as a villain, and unfortunately, like what we had, what we've seen isn't very telling. But a first shot of Terry Hatcher in the costume department of Supergirl has been released, showing the actress wearing a well-fitting black dress and being fitted for what may be something like a chest plate or a possible or possibly a leather fitted piece. Look kind of hard to tell. It's not a very informative picture. She also released a picture of her and Benoist while she was standing there or while she was there. So, you know, um, I don't know, whatever. I'm good. She's on set. Uh, She's on set. Things are happening. Please don't act like Astra. (laughs) You can do better. (laughs) Over The Flash, we got a first look at Solovar. The Flash has an extended trailer for the episode that drops this week uh, called Attack on Gorilla City. Some pretty cool stuff in there, but the big thing is the first look at Solovar. What'd you think, man? Oh, it looks good. I thought so. This is, um, I get excited about Flash episodes a lot. I do, too. I am really excited about the next two Flash episodes. Oh, yeah. I mean, what we're going into right now is at least going to get me Harry, Solovar, Eurola Grodd, and an Indiana Jones dressed uh, Julian, who's packing. <laughs> yeah, they have a good bit in the in the little extended you know trailer. I, I think it's in the regular mm-hmm. trailer, but that they have a good bit there with like the like. So you're going to the uh, Planet of the Apes. It's more of a city. So you're going to the Planet of the Apes. Uh... Yeah, it's funny to me how how the CW shows very very much reference tons of science fiction material Mm -hmm. material that in fact i feel like we're partially inspired by the dc comics properties probably yeah that are now referencing them Mm. probably they definitely they definitely know who their audience is look at the original scripts for star wars and tell me george didn't know about adam strange that's all i'm saying You make a fine point. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But <laughs> you make a fine point. I know he was heavily influenced by the old serials, which is why uh, Indiana Jones is the way it is. Hmm. Yeah, he was. He was going to do Star Wars the same way, and I guess he kind of still kind of did. But it was more like the Adventures of Anakin Skywalker and his children, the Skywalker children, or whatever it was, mm-hmm. or Star Killer. I guess it was called then. Anakin Star Skiller. Star Skiller. Star Killer. <laughs> Why do I know this about Star Wars? I'm not even a big Star Wars fan at all. Anyway, on to Just Arrow. Soaking it up. Just soaking I, it up. I do. 
I'm, I'm very interested in the creative process. I mean, I just listened to a two-hour uh, Mark Maron episode about Lorne Michaels. So No, it's good, isn't it? It's really good. Yeah. It's so cool listening listening to him talk about it. Yeah. About his life and everything. Uh, and he does sound like Dr. Evil, so it's like, you know... <laughs> you know, that, that meeting there. really didn't have anything to do with you. <laughs> I had a place right. in my head I was trying to feel... <laughs> you know, I was when I started. All of the writers there were really—they were the old guard. They started in radio and then moved on to television when it became a thing. <laughs> I don't know. It was enjoyable. It's a good interview. <laughs> I owe Lily Tomlin my career. Anyway, yeah. so on to Arrow. Comicbook.com has a little bit from. Arrow EP Mark Guggenheim on what's happened to Thea recently. He says, everyone's like, where's Thea? Well, Willa's in 14 out of the 23 episodes this year. She's not in all 23. Well, we know. That's not in her contract. <laughs> why, so we've had a right around we're doing that. this piece. <laughs> we try to make the process invisible in terms of our storytelling, but there are just certain, or sorry, just certain, there's no certain there. There are just <laughs> human realities and contractual realities that not only tie our hands, but tie the hands of everyone running a show these days. Um, it he also talked. There. Yeah, I mean that's not telling us what she's doing, why she's not there, but whatever. No, it, it just all it tells us is that at the beginning of the season, or a season before that. Hell, I don't know. Um, I don't know when her contract was signed, but it it gave a certain amount of episodes that she was required to be there for. Mm-hmm. And those crossover episodes, they don't they aren't necessarily included in the count. We don't we don't know mm-hmm. if those were you know special compensations, right? He also talked to comicbook.com about Prometheus saying, you know, it's funny for me. Episode 514 is this fulcrum. I like that usage. Mm-hmm. Fulcrum. Mm-hmm. You don't often hear that. No. This fulcrum where a lot of the little seeds that have been planted in the first half of the season start to come to fruition. And you start to realize that Prometheus has been setting up a chessboard. He added about the February 22nd episode. The episode ends, I think, with a sort of the next key move in Prometheus's grand plan. I'm I'm digging the Prometheus thing. I'm interested to see where this is going. I am. I I like that they have such a particular plan for him. And mm-hmm. um god, that's that's coming up this week. Suddenly I'm mm-hmm. excited about all the TV this week. Yeah. Uh photos from the upcoming Sin Eater episode of Arrow have dropped and Dinah's black leather jacket has some familiar uh, some familiar company. In the field she's now sporting a bow staff and a black domino mask. Starting to look canarish. Canaryish. Canaryish. Canarylic. <laughs> I kind of wish she would just either like, "Here's your costume." She's like, "No, I don't like that. I'm not doing that." Why don't I, I don't like that wig? Oh, come on. Oh, in a way, I like the idea that they're just gonna kind of put one piece of the costume over here. Like, well, I mean, you should probably cover up your eyes and and oh, I have this thing here. It's just really convenient. And like, well, you need a weapon, and well, I guess I have this stick. Um. Anyway, we gotta go right now. So just don't think. Don't, just don't think too much about it. Yeah. I, I kind of like this? the this idea. This is creepy. Of just, Why do you be her? Yeah. Be her. Yeah. After a while, they just start gaslighting her by saying, Oh, your name's always been Black Canary. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what did you call yourself? Because that was right. wrong. Because you made poor decisions. I called myself Warble. Well, that's not okay. That's not okay. We're here to save you with Black I'm- Canary. I am the warble of Central City. Yeah. 
David Ramsey. The Dark Warbler. (laughs) David Ramsey spoke to Cinema Blend recently, and one of their questions was whether Arrow fans should be thinking about the Suicide Squad that exists in the Arrowverse. He said, I can say that we have all the elements. Part of what John Diggle brings to the team is his relationship with Argus through his wife Lila. We're waiting to see how that plays itself out. Diggle was freed last week, and Oliver said to him, you can go home and hug your wife and son. So that's a real viable part of Diggle that we have always seen on camera. But it would be nice to see more because he's married to the leader of the Suicide Squad. What what does that play out? How does that look? What are those conversations like? We have all the elements of it. I think we have the makings of it. Argus is a real viable part of our whole universe of Legends, Flash, Arrow. And Diggle just so happens to be married to the leader of Argus, so it's right there, ready for the picking. Which says nothing, but still, it's nice to hear yeah. someone talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Arrow EP Mark Guggenheim sat down with Entertainment Weekly to talk about last week's episode, Spectre of the Gun, which dealt heavily with issues of gun control and gun violence. The EP explained we went into Season 5 wanting to do an episode about an issue. <laughs> All right. You found an issue. I grew up on St. Elsewhere, picket fences, and L.A. law. I grew up in a time where it was commonplace, like literally every week, for an hour drama uh, to tackle the issues of the day. Somewhere along the line, we got away from that. The whole industry got away from that. Now you have Blackish and Carmichael's show, but as far as network dramas are concerned, they're really not tackling current events, current issues. Gun violence felt like the right topic because of its topicality, but also because of the level of gun violence that is on Arrow. We could have done an episode on abortion, but that's not really where the show lives. So gun violence really felt like the right thing to tackle. It's the fifth season. We've hopefully earned the freedom to, in 23 episodes of television, you can have 22 pieces of candy in one episode of Vegetables. I would never want people to watch under false pretenses, so I would probably be very upfront about the fact that it's not a typical Arrow episode. We do explore the issue of gun violence. I would tease it as the best tasting broccoli you'll ever have. I like this um, analogy. That's fun. <laughs> Did like the analogy. But, you know, I I saw a headline that said uh, something something to the effect of Arrow edits its politics to appease this right-wing viewership or something. And I thought, nah, that seems about right. I I saw the... I just didn't even click on it. I didn't click on it. I didn't click on it. I saw it, and I thought, of course. Like, you've ever had any thoughts on where, like, about half of these characters are on this on this topic because half of them are running around with guns killing people. Yeah. And the ones that don't have guns have arrows and are killing people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's not mince words here. I, I really the, like I I saw the the one piece by uh, I, I God I could find the outlet if I wanted to, but it was one of those outlets where I thought, oh come on man, yeah. you never give me anything. And it was the one yeah. piece that said anything like it, and I just thought, eh, I'm not even gonna do this. Yeah, you know I um. <laughs> It's a little bit akin to us, like certain ones, like Movie Pilot. Do you ever even actually use Movie Pilot for any of this? I don't think so. Like, no. Do we? Yeah, it's always like, like I saw one earlier. It was like, it's official. Superman seventy eight is now part of DCEU canon. And I was like, I had to know what they were talking about. I just had to. Yeah, what was that? Uh, it was an Easter egg for BBS where someone found like on a pa- a newspaper in the background. It said Superman shifts tectonic plates to prevent earthquake. Oh, Lord. Yep. No. Yeah. No. 
Anyway, uh, Guggenheim also talked to comicbook.com about Oliver's progression over the years and his ongoing dilemma over whether he's a killer. He said, one of the things we are doing in the back half of season five is really getting underneath and what that means, not just in terms of morality, but in terms of psychology, specifically Oliver's psychology. There's things about Oliver's killing that you have yet to learn. I don't mind Oliver killing so much. No, I like uh, I like that we like dealt with war, it so though. much, and I kind of like where that's leading as far as there's uh, some psychological aspect to Oliver killing that we haven't yet dealt with. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could be uh, between Talia, the Bratva, the and him being back on that island. I feel like there might be a really cool plot point coming up here. Yeah, I'd be down with it. I mean, seems cool. I you know I don't necessarily not willing to guess to what they're going up for forever. Here. I I, they, I mean they've. They've got me on my on, on the back of my heels here. I don't know what they're they're shooting at, but yeah. with all that in the mix, I feel like we're getting something good. And you know, I hope what you talked about on the review episode was true. I hope they kind of keep up with the. I hope they kind of do a little bit more with this, uh, with the gun law coming back to bite them. Um, yeah. With them exploring, you know, uh, personal protection and vigilanteism and killing. I, I really hope they continue with that thread because it's a very interesting thread to continue with. And it gives the series a weight that it didn't have before when they're actually really delving into it. So I certainly hope they do it. Yeah. And it would harken back. I mean, I, God, first half of season one moved mm-hmm. so fast because it was like, what, episode four or five when he gets arrested for being the hood? Mm-hmm. or the vigilante or whatever the hell he's called at the time um like it moves so fast uh, the idea that lance was already going to pull him in and now we have the opportunity to like i don't know kind of go back and revisit that that idea mm-hmm. could be fun yeah i'm down uh den of geek has a great picture of an upcoming episode of powerless featuring alan tudyk and full robin regalia <laughs> why not this is hopefully a reference to Van's short-lived stint as Robin, imposter from the uh, from the books, from his one and only appearance way back in the Golden Age. I mean, how could it not be? Yeah. <laughs> Unless they got super lucky. Yeah. Uh, Jason Spisak? Spisak? What is I it? I don't know. You know. I don't. I know you have to. I know. don't. Oh, how do you not know? Sorry. <laughs> Spisak. I'm going to go with Spisak. Well... Wally West in Young Justice uh, teased his return to Young Justice on Twitter, saying a tiny taste of Wally from the new uh, Teen Titans Judas Contract movie for those who can't wait for Young Justice Season 3. He is also currently voicing Wally West for the upcoming Judas Contract animated feature. That's fun. Yep. I know this is still news to you, but he was a fun Wally. I've seen clips, and it seemed like he was. Mm -hmm. Which, Young Justice, my Young Justice viewing is... Growing ever closer. Where are we on that? Where, where's um, the team minus? Um, probably this week. All right. Have you gotten the uh, the girl meets world out of the way? The girl meets world is out of the way, and I wrapped up Marin to boot. Both of those shows have ended. I'm done with them. I've finished them. Um, I had like three or four episodes of Girl Meets World to finish. I had three or four episodes of Marin. Those are done. All right. So looks like Young Justice is next on the plate. All right. I'm. Currently interspersing episodes of um, the Batman, oh, with uh, a good place. Okay, is that the um, thing? <laughs> the thing about death? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ted Danson okay. and Kristen Bell. Yeah, yeah. I think I sent you the the link to that article that said they were renewed again. Yeah, yeah. That was what uh, enticed me to finally actually okay. check it out. 
Yeah, I, I um, have some personnel from Pushing Daisies that I, mm, I did adore. Yeah, I was on Netflix the other day and I saw the Batman. I went, oh, that's next. And I went, no, it's got to be Young Justice. Really? You've got to do it. You've got to do it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know. And, you know, Young Justice is two seasons as opposed to, like, what was it, five or six that the Batman was? Yeah, so. Batman. Yeah, the Batman mm. lasts a while. And, you know, when the Batman came out, I was just not willing to give up the animated series continuity yet. And I was just like, it's not the Batman animated series, stupid Joker with a stupid purple thing. Yeah. Stupid red eyes. I understand. I mean, even on uh, a few episodes in, I was like, why is the <coughs> penguin kicking people? What's happening here? What did you pick up in the Orient? This is bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> is it right? I've seen some cool stuff out of that show, though, so I'm going to watch it. Obviously, it's DC. I'm going to watch it um, eventually. But Still I mean, need to finish I, Beware the Batman. Eh, I'm not sure you need to finish it. The network decided didn't, <laughs> it didn't need to finish it. <laughs> I didn't watch all that they had out. That's what I should I should say. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, uh, Black Lightning character descriptions have been released. Uh, Collider is reporting that the characters for the now CW green lit Black Lightning pilot are out. So here we go. I mean, as far as I Jefferson. know, that's Collider, though, it's it's not official. But everyone seems to have the same stat. Yeah. Jefferson Pierce, male African-American, late 30s to 50. I don't know how that works, but okay. Mm-hmm. Handsome, that's a wide range guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, handsome, fit, with an athletic build. Former three-time gold medal decathlon winner who is now principal of a high school in South Central Los Angeles. A father figure to his student and hero to the local community. Jefferson is charming, charismatic, smart, and has both warmth and humor. He is devoted to his two daughters and remains deeply in love with his ex-wife, Lynn. He also has a great passion for justice and a quick temper that he has spent years learning how to control. Think Idris Elba. Lead. Jennifer, female, African-American, legal, 18 to play 16. Jefferson's younger daughter, Jennifer, is a scholar-athlete, beautiful with a lean, athletic runner's build. She is the entitled feminist of the Pierce family. Independent and outspoken with a wild streak. Series regular. Anissa, female, African-American, to play 22, Jefferson's eldest daughter, beautiful, quick-witted, and intelligent, intense and passionate. Anissa has a great respect for her father. Anissa balances the demands of medical school with her duties as a part-time teacher at Jefferson's school. Series regular. Lynn, female, African-American, mid-30s to 50, exudes confidence and intelligence, beautiful but not to be trifled with. The others were to be trifled with. Can exhibit both great emotional depth as well as a flirtatious, mischievous side. Series regular. Um, I think it's funny that, I, I, that they all say beautiful. It's funny to me. I just kind of feel like they should be like, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And then like the last one should be like, meh. Ugly AF. <laughs> Ugly apple farm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Completely what like, I meant. Or... Like modestly hot. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever watch the Strong Bad cartoons? No. On the on the internet, where he's just there's a there's a he answers emails. He's like a little dude with a luchador mask and boxing gloves, but uh, he answers emails and they ask how he would change the town and he does this little song, and then he like points to one of the characters. He goes, and this little weirdo would be a modestly hot girl to help me through the hard times. You know, the kind that's only kind of hot so she don't mess around with other guys. 
<laughs> and if I got a couple of words wrong, I'm sorry. It's been a good 10 or 11 years at least as I saw that. I'm sure it was a valiant effort. Uh, but yeah, for some reason, that would be funny. I don't, you know, it's TV, so everyone has to be beautiful or ruggedly handsome. Oh, come on, we're talking about CW here. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> there won't be... This is an FX. There, yeah. there won't be weirdly attractive or not attractive people. It's going to be a lot of pretty people. Mm-hmm. So Injustice 2 had some character reveals. On Valentine's Day, no less, the powers that be at Injustice 2 dropped a new gameplay trailer confirming some of the women will be showing up on the roster. So, uh, the trailer has Catwoman, Black Canary... Cheetah and Poison Ivy beating the crap out of Swamp Thing, and I saw Batman too. They were beating the crap out of. Um, but we were pretty sure he was going to be there. Sure, Injustice Two looks amazing. It does. Looks really cool. It just does. I don't have a. I don't have the thing to play it. But no, that's why I sound so sad. Yeah. I want to play it. And you know, I miss not being able to play it. Yeah. Play the first one. I. Anyway, I'm going to stop whining now. Because <laughs> I think that's it. That's our show. Do you have anything else? Um, nope. Are you sure? Yep. With a hint of a question mark. Okay. Well, good. Well, fine then. I, I, wouldn't, want any, I wouldn't want to leave anyone hanging. Fine. Oh, man. So, guys... If you want to help us out, which you've already heard this at the beginning of the show. You heard it at the end of last show. If you want to help us out, though, run over to iTunes or Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Leave a, I wouldn't even say a five-star rating. Leave us a positive rating. You know, Maybe some of you out there have been like, well, if they would accept a four-star and I could still get in on the contest, I would do it. But they don't deserve five stars. All right, leave us a positive rating, but, and you'll be entered in. You know, How's that? But then tell us about it. Don't tell us about it? Is that what you said? But, no, no, but go ahead and actually tell us about it, whatever it is. Uh, okay. Yeah, if you have, if you don't think we deserve that star or whatever, let us know why. Be like, you know, sometimes they talk about their lives, and I don't like that. I just want the news. Not that we won't agree with you. Well, you're hard-pressed, generally, to find a podcast where people don't talk about their lives a little bit, because people who have the psychology to actually sit down and go, you know what, I bet people want to hear me talk about news. Mm-hmm. They kind of have, they just, they're just going to talk about their lives too, because that psychology is probably not healthy. I, We're narcissists I, is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I thought you meant ADD, but <laughs> probably hindered that too. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you're hard pressed to find a podcast that doesn't talk a little bit about their lives. But anyway, that's part of the fun, right? Please be my friend. Who the hell knows? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Give us a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher. We're going to enter you in automatically to be a part of this draw. Uh, this drawing, uh, one in ten win a fifteen dollar trade paperback, Blu-ray or DVD of your choice. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you don't really have a whole lot to lose except for like five or six minutes, just saying, "Hey, these cats are awesome." Or we any other adjective that you think applies. Just, just right. throw it in there. Um, sound anything less than scolding, right? You know. Let us know you're out there. <laughs> Guys, until next time, we'll be talking about a whole bunch of reviews and recaps, you know, because we do those. Keep some DC on your screen. Sp- 
spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC.